What's your risk number? Find your true north. On the Vantage Point with True North Wealth Partners podcast, you'll find financial tips, insights, and information to help you plan for your future. True North Wealth Partners has locations in Dublin and Wooster, Ohio, while serving clients nationwide. Dedicated to God, country, clients, and family. To learn more about the Vantage Point with True North Wealth Partners podcast, visit MyTrueNorthWP.com. That's MyTrueNorthWP.com. True North Wealth Partners, welcome home. Experience the joy of watching your friends and family's faces light up when you feed them wild game you harvested and made them delicious sausages or meat you barbecue and grill with the finest seasonings available. Visit our friends at Waltons.com to find everything you need to turn wild game into tasty meat snacks or spice up your barbecue with new flavors and seasonings. With over 500 seasonings to choose from, there's something that everyone will love. They even have step-by-step videos and how-to articles at Logistics to help you go from animal to edible. Use coupon RANGERS15 at checkout to save 15% on your first order at Waltons.com. Waltons, everything but the meat. Welcome to the Ranger Report podcast. Yes, you are hearing my voice again. It's been a couple weeks. Um, CJ Berryman here, and we are brought to you by Walton's. Walton's, everything but the meat. I had to take a couple weeks off due to work issues, but I am back and I am joined by, I guess you can say, former Rangers reporter, Chris Halleck. How are you doing, Chris? <laughs> Uh, doing good. Uh, thanks for having me on. And uh, yeah, some things have changed since last time we talked. Yeah. So uh, he's he's always going to be the Ranger Report BFF, no matter what he, no matter how how hard he tries to get a, get away from that moniker. <laughs> but um, Chris, uh, why don't you tell us uh, what what uh, this new endeavor is that you are going on? Uh, yeah, so I accepted a job, uh, and starting June 1st, I will be uh, a Steelers reporter for uh, DK Pittsburgh Sports, which is um, uh, an eight-year, nearly eight-year-old company uh, that um, covers the, the three professional teams in Pittsburgh, along with a handful of colleges up there. And uh, uh, yeah, so I'll be mainly covering the Steelers, uh, but I will also be helping out with some pirate stuff too. uh, you know, covering the occasional game here and there, um, you know, just doing some, you know, doing more backup work there. They already have a full-time pirates reporter and they already have a full-time Steelers reporter too. But as people in Dallas know, when Dallas is a, uh, you know, a, uh, a football town, Pittsburgh is also a football town, mm-hmm. so you can never have too much Steelers coverage. So um, yeah, that's, that's my new gig and, uh, I'm excited about it. Um, it's, uh, I loved my time on the Rangers beat. Um, but this was just an opportunity I just could not pass up. So, um, 
you know, it was a tough decision to, to move on. Um, you know, my, I've lived here for 22 years. My wife is from here. Her entire family lives here. Uh, we've started a family here, but, um, again, this was just with just considering a lot of family circumstances, this was just the right move for us. Right. And where exactly in uh, Pennsylvania are you from? Uh, so actually, so my family is, is from the Pittsburgh area. Both of my parents were born and raised in a, ta- in a place called Moon Township. And, uh, um, but I, I, when they met later on and got married, uh, they had me. And when they had me, they were living in New Jersey. But even though I was born and raised in New Jersey, I was not Yuck. born and raised as, a, as, <laughs> as if I was from New Jersey. Um, and if there's any, and I did end up living in Pittsburgh for about a year and a half, uh, in the Pittsburgh area for about a year and a half before I moved to Dallas and just to show where I'm from, and I'm using from kind of in air quotes there, I've visited Pittsburgh, a double digit amount of amount of times. And I've visited New Jersey one time since I've lived in Dallas. So I think that goes to show <laughs> which place I value a little bit more. But uh, um, what was really cool about this uh, opportunity was that this was not anything that I was um, I was trying to get uh, another job here, uh, actually. And this was just, like I said, this is an opportunity that kind of materialized. Um, you know, I, I had interest, but, I, you know, if the interest was going to be able to to meet um, what they wanted as well. And that's exactly what happened. Um, you know, they had interest in me, I had interest in them. And if we could make everything work in terms of, and then, uh, you know, my wife and I decide to make the move, then we were going to do it. And that's, that's what happened. So, um, it's just, it's a really exciting time. And yeah, my family's pretty excited because, you know, my brother still lives in the area. Um, my mom's going to have a reason to go visit, you know, where she's from. <laughs> my dad's going to go have a reason to visit where he's from. So, um, so it, it is pretty cool in that regard, uh, because it's not every day that you get to, to cover a team that you're actually familiar with that you grew up watching, you know, but any, any resemblance or any, uh, remainder of any fan hat comes off when you have to, when you yeah. have to cover the team. Cause now it's about. Now it's about, yeah, now it's about, you know, being honest and uh, reporting everything that, that fans need. And you can't do that through a, through an unbiased or through a biased lens. You have to be, you know, you have to be able to report objectively. And I pride myself on doing that and plan on doing that for what I know is a a great fan base. Yeah. No rose colored glasses in this business. (laughs) No. So yeah, I've always admired you because you do the, you report the way I would, but just honest unbiased objective when you need to be um that's the way it's supposed to be done and and i can speak for at least at least for our listeners we're going to miss the hell out of you um you're still the ranger report bff i appreciate it um we'll 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 keep in touch but uh i would be remiss if we didn't talk a little rangers here no it's good (laughs) uh so today uh and me and john moore have kind of spoken vocally about this, at least on Twitter, which I mean, take that with a grain of salt. Right. Um, <laughs> but uh, as long as the Rangers are competing in series like this, like this Astro series uh, with teams like that, the Astros are very good. I know a lot of people don't want to, to, to admit that Rangers fans, but they are. 
and and every game this week was a, a competitive ball game, and uh, it's it's a it's a very stark contrast from last year. It really is, and um, it, it was even though they lost today, they came up short, had the bases loaded, but. Uh, it's just, it's, it's fun to watch them compete because you're engaged through all nine innings. It's not, it's not that fourth, fifth inning and you're like, oh crap. All right. I'm going to keep listening to the game just so I can me personally, so I can, you know, have something to report on, but uh, no, it's, it's listening through nine innings and uh, competitive baseball. So kind of talk about what you saw uh, towards, well, as you, as you move towards your, your move out of here. Well, I mean, from everything that I, that I saw and then um, even what I've seen since I covered my last game is that this is a team that is continuing to uh, stay positive regardless of any outside noise, um, you know, any kind of negativity. I mean, you know, whenever a team spends like the Rangers did in the offseason, there are going to be expectations and as, as high as expectations from fans, uh, they have high expectations for themselves. Their mantra this year is expect to win. Um, and you don't, I mean, now winning is not, doesn't always mean win the World Series because I think anybody who's who <laughs> understands where the, the Ranger Ranger are, Report podcast. anybody that has, yeah. has, has an actual brain prediction or, or watches the team as a fan and knows information that about the, the Texas Rangers from the major league to the minor league. Start that they've had, but yeah, well, that's also contingent on what they do in the upcoming and offseason. Now, right. Here um, are your hosts, Ben Dieter and CJ yeah. Berryman. So, but, but this is still a team that is going out there. Um, it, it's not. It's not about. I mean, it, it, it's a bit of a of an, of an evaluation year, it, but not like last year. Mm-hmm. It's an evaluation year, but with an expectation and with the um, standard of if you're not performing, you're not going to have a spot. And I know that fans probably hear some listeners are hearing that immediately and thinking about somebody like Marcus Simeon. And I'm going to say right now, I'm going to continue to say it. Don't worry about Marcus Simeon, even if he has a bad year, even if he hits below 200 this year and he hits 10 home runs instead of the 45 he hit last year. Um, this is just, it's a seven year contract. Um, he would not be the first player to go into a big contract and underperform the first year. There's a lot of pressure with that. Um, and if the, he's going to have a bad year on the contract, you'd want it to be this year and not be next year. And then mm-hmm. whenever there's hopefully more um, support around him in the lineup in terms of, you know, uh, more bats or, you know, what, you know, better, you know, better, you know, better pitching staff, you know, maybe some of that pressure eases off. And, um, but even then, like Marcus is being professional about it. His teammates aren't worried about him. Uh, it, it'll be something that, that I'm confident, you know, and I'll be, you know, kind of watching it from afar, but I'm confident that Marcus will, you know, eventually, you know, get it going. And even then, even over the last week, he's been hitting the ball better. So ever since you announced uh, that you were leaving, he started, he started <laughs> yeah, coming on. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's kind of a, that's been kind of a running joke. Uh, and, and honestly, if, if, if the Rangers, uh, end up going on a tear and end up even having a winning season this year, uh, or if, you know, finish above 500 or anything like that. And, you know, this all happens from the time that I move on then everybody can blame it on me. That's fine. I'll be the martyr, <laughs> I guess. Um, you know, I you will. Know, 
You know, but, uh, John, John's been giving you hell about that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's okay. I, I, I that it, whatever people need, I get baseball is the most superstitious sport there is. So I, I whatever anybody needs, I, I can, I can be the martyr for that. Uh, by the time the baseball season ends, I'm going to be knee deep in, in Steelers coverage, you know, you know, you know, that's, that's NFL seasons in full swing by that point. So I'll be able to kind of look at that chuckle and then, okay, what's Kenny Pickett or Mitch Trubisky doing? So, (laughs) um, so yeah, it's, but it's, it's fun. It's, it's good. And this is a team that, uh, I really think they're going to, they're, they're going to figure it out. I, I know that, you know, there's been some really rough stretches, but you look at the way the team bounced back from that two and nine start. Uh, there are over 500. Well, I don't know if they're, they're probably since losing three or four to Houston, they might be right at 500 or just above 500 since that two and nine start. And that's kind of what you would like to see from this team. You kind of take away that two and nine start and look at what this team's done in the rest of the season. They're about a 500 team and that's, I mean, most people, when you look at this team, they, I mean, I predicted 78 wins. You see a lot of 74, 75, you know, this team does that, does this, what they're doing now for the rest of the year, they're probably going to be in that range. And that's about what everybody expected. And so why is that a bad thing? That, that that's exactly what people expected. And that, how can you be mad about that? I mean, I mean, I don't know, but uh yeah, I, I think that this, this team will figure it out. I really do. Um, you know, I think they got some exciting players. I think, uh, and the future is only only going to get brighter because you know some of those really intriguing prospects are going to be hitting the big leagues soon, whether it be later this year or next year. And um, you know, it'd be really exciting to see those guys finally hit the big leagues and see what this team does with that and what they do in the off season because they're still going to have more money to spend. So. I think the team's still heading in the right direction, regardless of, uh, you know, wins and losses right now here in, you know, near, nearing the end of May in 2022. Yeah. I had the over under at 75 wins uh, and just being realistic. I mean, we've said it over and over and over again on this podcast. You've said it, John said it. I mean, Jeff Wilson said it. I mean, this is not considered a contention year. It's, it's not, it's, it's figuring out, those final pieces of the puzzle of who stays and who, who doesn't cut the mustard and they're going to move on. And from the brass from Chris Woodward on up through the front office is saying, no, we're playing to win this year. And if you're not, uh, if you're not cutting the mustard, I mean, they're, they're not gonna, they're not gonna mess around. And uh, I want to talk about Taylor Hearn because he seems like he's just, he's this close, this close to being that. I mean, I don't want to say dominant yet, but he's this close and it just seems like one or two batters. Uh, I wouldn't say he, he loses focus on, but he, I, I don't know. Um, but there's something and Jeff Wilson said this on Twitter, something's missing, but if he figures out that something, then this year is going to be uh, an exploding. Well, not exploding, but kind of a coming out party for Taylor Hearn going into next year. Do you agree? Uh, yeah, I, I, I do think he, he's kind of, and I mean, let's be honest. I mean, yes, he's been a starter in the past, you know, but anytime he's been a starter in the past, that was in the minor leagues. And this is his first, first time, you know, getting, you know, taking the ball every fifth day in a starting rotation at the big league level for an entire season. There are going to be bumps and bruises along the way. There just are. Uh, you look at, the vast majority of successful major league pitchers, successful major league starters, uh, their first year 
in a rotation from beginning of the season to the end of the season is go, it usually comes with its bumps and bruises. And, you know, somebody like Taylor, who is very talented, who has a good fastball, who has a good slider, who's really starting to, to, and the thing is, I think he's still kind of learning how to use his, his secondary that's, stuff. That's what I was to his four seamer. He's, still, he's still crafting his approach. He's not right. And not so he wants I mean, to he, just yet. He, he's still crafting it. Yeah, he just adopted the sinker last season. Yeah, he just just brought the cutter back, uh, from, which which is something he hadn't thrown in, uh, I think, a, a few seasons. He just brought it back this year. So he, he's really trying to figure all that stuff out. And again, this is a good year for somebody like Taylor to figure it out. Now, Dane Dunning, because those two have kind of been in the same, mm-hmm. kind of thrown in the same sense a lot this year. And Dane Dunning still has a leg up on him because Dane was in the rotation from the beginning to the end last year. Mm-hmm. The only difference with Dane last year was, is that he was on a major limit. Now that limit's taken off and Dane has already had the experience of, okay, from the beginning of the season to the end of the season, if I'm healthy, I'm taking the ball every fifth day. And that's what Dane did last year, you know, while he was healthy. And then now that's, you know, allowed him to go into this season. He's been through it. He knows how to, he knows how to go about it. Now he can, that part of the mental game isn't there. And so Taylor is still a little bit, you know, further behind him. You know, I know Taylor's got more service time than him, but they're both in different, they're still both in different spots in their career and where they're at. And so the stuff is there. Um, Again, he's learning how to kind of use the secondary stuff along with that really good fastball because it's a good fastball, but if it comes too reliant on it, hitters are going to zero in on it, and then they're going to mash it. And then if he tries to throw the secondary stuff too much, then they zero in on it. And, you know, it's just you have to learn how to mix, how to throw, you know, to change eye level, to work both sides of the plate. Taylor knows all that stuff, and he's still learning how to do all that while also trying to be a starter for an entire season. So um, there's going to be times where he's really, really good. Like, uh, you know, I think it was one or two starts ago, he was really good. Uh, really good. I think it was a five shutout innings. I think it was yeah, you know, r- really good start. And then he's going to have outings, you know, like today where it's just a little, you know, and that was it, a tough it, lineup, you know, it was, it's a tough. Yeah. Lineup. Yeah, it is. And, and, but I mean, it, that's, a, that's just what you're going to get with somebody like that going through this. I mean, not everybody's going to be able to come in year one of being a full-time starter from the beginning to the end and be able to put up a, you know, sub three fifty ERA and win twelve to fifteen games. It's not just not everybody can do that. Um, so I, I, I mean, I still think, and I still, I think the Rangers still believe in him. Um, I, I, I think they really want to ride this one out, unless he just, unless just the rails come off and and he just collapses. And you know, I, I think they're going to keep sending him out there until the end of the season, because they really want him to get that experience and really know, really know, okay, is this somebody who we can have taking the ball every fifth day when we really start to, you know, really begin to start putting the foot on the gas. And I think that that's, I think he's somebody who they, they still have in mind for that. And, you know, this year of experience is going to be really big for him. All right. With that, uh, Chris, Chris is busy. We uh, we're going to keep it brief and we're going to let him go. He's getting his house prepared to, to move and to sell. So, uh, Chris, uh, I bless the rains down in Africa and uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's one of my favorite songs too, man. It's just, that, that was a, that was a good fun running deal and, uh, you know, credit to, uh, 
to the Rangers for for playing that for you. Uh, Groobs, Groobs is the best, and I'll yeah, even Groobs, tell Groobs I'll, is, uh, we got to get him on here too. Uh, I'll even I'll even throw him another little shout out. The day that I told him that um, that it was my last day, it was actually my last my last game, and that was the first time I had a chance to tell him. Um, I was like, Hey, I'm going to have a request. And, uh, he's like, dude, no, like no problem. And then, so I told him like, you got to play Africa. Mm-hmm. I was like, I actually wanted to say another song, but I wasn't sure how people would react. But then I thought like, I don't think a lot of people know. So I think I'd be okay. And so I also requested renegade by sticks and oh. any Steelers fan that just heard that knows exactly what I'm talking about. And <laughs> renegade is actually like the Steelers main like song. That's like the song and they only play it one time, but they play it every home game. They play it one time. And it usually comes in a time where the Steelers defense needs to make a play. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, right before, like, you know, Steelers, you know, are trailing by like less than a touchdown and they got to get the ball back. So they'll wait until like sometime, usually sometime in the fourth quarter and then they'll play renegade. And then that'll, that's supposed to be like the hype song for them. And so of course groups played it for me and I'm playing it and, or I'm listening to it and jamming to it. And like, nobody probably knows exactly like why renegade is playing or knows the significance of it. I'm like, okay, that's fine. But, um, so there's a little insight. So groups is awesome for that. And then he played Africa right after. So yeah, groups is the best man. He's awesome. Well, all right. This is where we, uh, we, or I salute you, uh, Ben will be on here in a little bit. Um, uh, it'll just be me and Ben, but we got to say goodbye to Chris Halleck. Um, we want to thank you uh, for for being so cordial with us. I mean, you've jumped on. I mean, it's, it's I can't even count how many times. Sometimes last minute too. You just you just had the willingness to to, to hop on with us, and it sounds like you enjoyed being on with us. So um, it's it's fine. I have no problem talking baseball. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anything you want to say to uh, Ranger fans uh, that are really going to miss you and to us. I'm gonna miss you. Uh, I, dude, I'm gonna miss. I'm gonna miss. Like I said, I've lived here for 22 years, and I I know how much Rangers fans care about their team, and um, you know, just you know, try try to try to enjoy. It. Try just try to enjoy the sport. Uh, I'm going to a team. You know, to cover a team. Yes, I'm mainly covering covering the Steelers, but I'll be helping out with Pirates too. And I got to deal with an entirely different fan base. It's, frustrated with our team for an entirely different seat or entirely different reasons. So, um, but yeah, I mean, just, just keep at it. Yeah. I'm going to miss the area. Um, yeah, I won't miss the weather, but I will miss, uh, I will miss the area. I'll miss the people. Uh, it's been a, been a great place to live and, uh, but, um, you know, definitely looking forward to the next chapter and, you know, living, uh, living in a place where, you know, my family's from and, uh, definitely excited about that. So. All right. With that, we say goodbye to Chris Halleck. Coming up next, Ben Dieter will join us. And uh, Ben and I have a lot of opinions. We've missed a lot over the past couple of weeks, but uh, we're going to try to cover it all, including minor leagues. So stay tuned. And Chris, God bless and Godspeed, brother. All right. Thanks for having me on, man. Yes, sir. Take care. All right. You too. Welcome back to the Ranger Report podcast. Uh, we just said goodbye to Chris Halleck, and uh, we are selfishly sad, but super happy for him. And my next guest is none other than, well, the Ranger Report creator and progenitor, Ben Dieter. How you doing, Ben? Man, it's been so long. It's been like two weeks since you and I have actually done a podcast. 
Yeah, you can blame that on me. That's okay. You know what? Work is important, but you know, luckily, you know, it's almost like back in the day, you know, when I started this thing way back in the day, I started it with Nathan Haig and that's who filled in for you while you were out. Yeah. So, you know. yeah what, like I said on Twitter, Hey, call to the bullpen. Yep. Nobody better than, than Hagee to come on. And, yeah, and John, I liked what, I liked what he's, <laughs> I liked a lot. he's funny. He's funny. Yeah, he's a funny dude. I like John Moore's uh, little, little gift that he sent us yeah. to call to the bullpen. That was good. If you don't think John Moore's listening, he's waiting to sabotage me again. I he know is, it. Cause he like, he listens the day they come out, man. He is quick yeah. on those. I mean, I yeah. did the same thing to them and I, I made, and my, I, I have something on him, but he won't let me use it. It's yeah, like, yeah, it's almost yeah. like a contractual agreement. Of, yeah. Well, I made, I made my, uh, I made my uh, my my marketing tweet the other day about how we're the number one weekly Texas Rangers podcast, not called the Texas Rangers baseball podcast. And that's true. It's a hundred percent accurate. That is a hundred percent accurate. It's facts. But if you ha- don't listen to them, you should. You should listen to us first, and then listen to them. Listen they just had John first. Gray on. That was a really good episode. Speaking of listening quickly, I've already listened to their John Gray episode. So good <laughs> and stuff. Yes, yes. Listen to us and them. You're going to get all the content you need. Yeah. And um, like we've said before, some of y'all new listeners, thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. Number one. Number two, uh, we have a friendly rivalry with them, which we're losing at this point. We are. Um, yeah, we are. But I mean, hey. But hey I'm going to my first game a week from Monday uh-huh. to cover. So, you know, maybe we can swerve back into their lane again and start getting some uh, major league well, players. We're on. trying to keep them from lapping us at this point. We are so at this point. We definitely we, we need to start drafting somebody that's fast and kind of get out in front of them so they don't lap us. That's that's, that's I mean, kind of the idea. I mean, I mean, they're just rubbing in our face now. Jeff Wilson even talked about a dead possum on the last episode. Yeah, I know. And I, I, did you see my response yeah, on I did, Twitter? I, did. <laughs> I said, I don't know if this was a shot at me, but you know what, <laughs> whatever, I'm, I'm down with it. No, but it's good. It's good to be back on the two of us again, but we got, we got stuff to talk about. Thanks to Chris Halleck for, for joining CJ and, and one last hurrah as a Rangers guy. Yeah, we're going to miss, we're going to miss that dude. Uh, thanks to everything. I mean, we call him the Ranger Report BFF for a reason. Uh, there's, there was many times that we would contact him and be like last minute, Hey, do you want to jump on? And it's like, yeah. And if and you don't would. know, you know, CJ and I, I mean, we also texted with him off air, super nice mm-hmm. guy. Not, not just, not just one of those guys that comes on and acts friendly. And then, I mean, if you looked at him online, he interacted with everyone that talked to him, all the fans, everybody, just a stand up and- guy. And yeah, we would text him, you know, off air, just getting some inside information during the lockout and whatnot. And he was fully indulging. But of course, we did not. Uh, I'm a professional. Ben, I, I'm going to I'm going to say, Ben, you're a professional now, too. So Probably at this point, I pretty much am. I've had training yeah. from you and Nathan, who are both professionals. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, Chris would give me some insights in which I would not say a word. I yeah. tell you and yeah. it was like, keep your mouth shut. Yeah. And like the Seeger signing. Yep. Yeah, you knew that ahead of time. We knew that ahead of time, but we didn't say anything because Chris nope. asked us not to. Nope. Um, that, and that's how you keep your sources is you actually keep your sources and don't say anything. Well, and and <laughs> and and he he deserves that credit because he worked hard to well, do he it. Worked he worked real hard. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I'm going to say Pittsburgh. If if you're listening, I don't know why you would be. Well, maybe because Chris is on here. If you're listening, you guys are getting a fantastic sports writer and a fantastic person. And I hate y'all because you're taking our BFS. Yeah, you are. Uh, yeah, but our team's better than yours right now, so that's okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> all right um, all right so houston uh the rangers are the worst team in history right oh yeah wait i forgot to say yeah so anyway we did mention on the last podcast how much we missed cj so uh you know he he it is good that he's back yeah.
much of it or we'll get sued <laughs> hang on all right yes cj is back and we are better than ever don't forget to plug your mic back in it's so good to be back i've been missing this but yeah work um and i liked how Hagee said on the on the pod where he uh relief uh came in and he was great um Hagee, you follow follow Hagee, uh nathan yeah. Hag. um he uh, he was like what's with all these insurance agents <laughs> yeah because you and charles, <laughs> charles parker who writes for my site is an insurance agent yeah. so apparently i hook up with either journalists or insurance agents those are the only two kind of people that i hey man you're in good hands with. I'm t- you're in good hands hey nice one all right good insurance joke there so anyway right. um yeah so Texas is the worst team ever, right? Because they lost three out of four to Houston. Oh, they're terrible. They didn't compete at all. They were just. Yeah, they were all huge blowouts by, you know, two runs mm-hmm. or less, except for one of the games. Not. No, that that was just one bad pitch by Matt Moore. Otherwise, that game would have been two to one. Yep. So, I mean, yeah. I'm just, just joking around. But seriously, they just swept the Angels and then, you know, played. They competed against the number one Houston Astros. I mean, we knew this wasn't going to be a season where we were going to compete all the way through anyway. And uh, the fact that they're in every single game so far this year, except for maybe two or three total, is uh, a positive. Well, and you and I, and and specifically me and John Moore on Twitter, have been telling people we don't, you know, those those road games like that against a huge tough. I, I hate to say it, but Houston's a very good team. Yep. Um, and they competed in all in, in every single game, and you know they had a chance to win it in what three of them. Yep. Uh, so that's all we can ask for right now. It, it really is. And it's kind of showing where the team is going. There's uh, obviously some holes that they're going to get filled. And I'm still, I mean, it's, we can talk about this before we go into, uh, we're going to go into the minors today. Yes. Big time in the minors. But uh, Adolis Garcia, he's so easy to root for, man. Yes, he He's is. So, and he can take over a game whenever he wants to, but there's just that such, such inconsistency. And you got guys like Leody in AAA who's looking ready to come back up and looks ready. Bubba Thompson is another guy uh, who we've had on the podcast who looks ready to go. That guy steals more bases. Like he steals base with ease. Yes, like he, does. He's a, he can eat a sandwich in the middle of first and second base and then still still second base. Yes. It's like what I said the other day when someone asked or when uh, John Moore said something about running out an infield single. I said, you know, that they could actually change pitchers and I still wouldn't, you know, be at first base by the time they threw me out. <laughs> at the speed would be I'm, a third. Yeah, at the speed I'm at at my <laughs> age. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'd like to see a, a 40 yard dash between Bubba Thompson and uh, Eli White. Oh, that would be that would be awesome. And you know what? You know, Eli White uh, over the past two years has the fastest or the shortest whatever time from yeah. home to first. Yep. In the entire league. Yep. And he hits right handed. Yep. So yeah, put yeah. Bubba. Oh man, that would be awesome. Ha- yeah. Have them both lay down bones and beat it out. Yeah, it I'll be I'll be I'll be in Round Rock in the middle of June, uh, covering a couple of games. I'll see I'm if I can be there too, buddy. I, I see if I can make that happen. I'll see if me I can and make... you might me and you might get get connected, and we can 
actually do some stuff in person. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'll be there hopefully later this month. It looks like I will be, but air in June, this is still May, but anyway, um, no, but I was impressed. And again, speaking to Eli, you know, we called it a inside the park home run. It was really a single with three errors. I mean, from little league to the majors, that play happens where the ball just goes under someone's glove. And it's always better when it's not your team that it happens to. Yeah. But also you have to have the speed to make that happen. Yeah. I mean, that, been, that's not an inside the Parker for most guys. No, no. Uh, they would have been at second for Benjamin. Lina, Eli, he would have been at first. Yeah, exactly. So no, Eli's got super, super duper speed. He just got to make more contact. He struck out three times today. He did. Yeah. Um, if he's, and I, I'm gonna, and you and I, I talked about this last year having guys like Eli with speed maybe lay down some buds and try to beat those out because their speed on the base paths are yep. better than you know the power to be honest because what's coming behind them will drive them in and correct and you saw what uh Eli White did was it a week ago he was on second base and was just totally messing with the pitcher's mind yep totally messing with him and then ended up stealing third yep and that's that's what the Rangers need, I think. Kind of a little bit old school, but just, yeah. Just... And Chris Woodward said of Adoli's getting picked off trying to steal third that he actually was okay with him going there, and that it just—I mean—it was a really good throw that got him. It was like oh, a yeah, perfect it throw, to, and it had to be perfect to yeah. get him. So and that's it's... the thing that he wants. He wants that kind of base running, even though it's going to cause some outs on the base pass when it looks like you know, oh, that was a dumb move. It actually wasn't. It was a pretty good move. Well, and then you'll see it. I mean, yeah, it, it hadn't come to fruition just yet as much as we would like. But those aggressive moves, they're going to, it's going to be in the minds of the outfielders. It's going to be in the mind of the, you know, a bunt with a guy on second. And they're yeah. worried about getting the out on first. Well, the guy on second can round third and score. You know, those kinds of aggressive plays, that's, that's what teams are going to have to pay attention to. And uh, I think the trajectory right now, we had, I think you and I agreed 75 wins is the over under. Yeah. I, and I see them hitting at least 75. I think they'll get close. They're playing really good ball right now. And also you look at Marcus Simeon, who we talked about again at the me and Wait Nathan, till he but, gets hot and he but I'm telling you, he's hit, he's got hits in seven of his last eight games. So yeah, he's starting to finally come around. Uh, as, as y'all listen to um, me and uh, Chris Halleck had a conversation about that ever since Chris Halleck announced that he was yeah. moving on. <laughs> Marcus Simeon's in over 300. Yeah. So. so apparently Marcus doesn't like Chris. <laughs> well, uh, he's the only one. Yeah, apparently so. Well, All that's right, let's, a talk, let's talk minors, bro. Let's, let's do let's it. Talk, All right. Let's talk hitting. You, you, you take you want to start, part. you want to start down in, in low a and move up or you want to let's, let's go triple a triple a first. All right. So the round rock express who won again today, um, they are doing really, really well so far this season. They have, like we've talked about some guys that are really like super tearing it up. Right on the offensive side. There's a guy, he's only got 27 at bats, but Nash Knight, you probably haven't heard of. That's batting 370 right now. Go yeah, 371 home run, eight RBIs. But of course, the ones we've been talking about all year is Leo. He's got an OPS of 1134. And then Leoti, of course, with his 308 batting average with uh, five homers and 21 RBIs. Bubba. Uh, Bubba has dropped off a little, but his batting average is still 319. So he hasn't only dropped off that much. Only, it's that's only not that 319. Yeah, yeah, it's not that. That's not that only good. 319. And of course, and leads and leads all of AAA with stolen stolen bases. Yes, he is. He is ridiculous right now when it comes to stolen bases. Bubba has. Let's see. I just oh 21 stolen bases. <laughs> I mean, if you look up and down the lineup, no one else has more than seven. Nope. And he's got 21. It's like video game numbers. Like, and then you got 
You got Josh Smith. Yep. It's like you boosted was... all that guy on the video game, you know, where you just keep pushing the button on speed. That's what they did on <laughs> Bubba Thompson. And that's, that's what, it, but also he can hit too. But yeah, yeah. Steel Walker's another one. Josh Smith is another Josh one. Josh Smith was three for three today, helping Correct. his average of 277. And he is, he is hitting a bunch Nick of doubles. Solak was three oh, for five. I was about five. to say that. Nick Solak is batting 385 so yeah. far in the minors. <laughs> yeah. No, Solak, he kind of has that Nelly Cruz feel to him where it, the, the quadruple A. Yeah. player where like yeah. he's, he's he's too yep. good for the minors but just hasn't figured it out in the majors let's talk about solak yeah. i mean that's a guy you root for i mean he he works his ass off um, he does and that's a guy results, that, and nathan and i talked about that a little bit i think he's going to go down there and just be a professional and that's what he's done so far mm-hmm. yep and then you got yoel pozo <laughs> yeah yoel pozo is another one was, i was going to talk about 353 that, yeah yeah this guy we figured out Last year, kind of about mid-season, yep. we were like, uh, we might be paying attention to this dude because he was hitting, what, 360? Yep. With 20 yeah. home runs or whatever. And and so that's another guy, and he's he can catch and play first base or DH, um, which right now that's kind of clogged with uh, Garver yeah. uh, playing DH. And he's going to be playing DH for the foreseeable future, which I don't – it doesn't bother me. That's fine. Yeah. Because Jonah Heim and Sam Huff, they've shown Sam both. Huff is, yeah, Sam Huff is is batting for something right now in the majors. And, and talk about Jonah Heim. I mean, he's, he's taking that next yeah. step. You can see why the Rangers are willing to trade Jose Trevino yeah. to the Yankees and let Jonah Heim be that one of Definitely the two. Showed that. Now, Wenzel, batting average is low, but he's not playing badly. He's playing fantastic defense. Oh, yeah. And he's playing uh, fantastic. Uh, I mean, he, he's he's when he's getting his hits, they're big hits. Yes, they are. And um, all right, we'll switch over to the pitching side of, of uh, Round Rock. AJ Alexi, he's shown flaws, shown strengths. He's got to have that consistency. So he's going to strike people out. I mean, that's a, that's a given. And. You know, he went five innings today, gave up four runs, but struck out six and three walks. So he allowed nine base runners, won a home run. His ERA is six five seven, but that's not indicative of the talent that AJ Alexi has. No. I think he's just working on some things in in AAA to try to kind of refine himself and try to figure out where what's going to be effective yeah, in the I big agree. leagues. So I don't think that's indicative. And uh, Ryder Ryan, uh, the Olympian. Uh, he went one inning scoreless. Yep. He's got a two eight two one eight ERA. Abreu, I mean, Spores went down there, and he that's another quadruple A guy. Spores. Yeah, I agree with that. Just he he's got all the talent in the world, but for whatever reason, cannot figure it out at the major league level. Gary Rodriguez, that's another guy I'm kind of concerned about. Last yeah. year he had a great year, great year. Yep, but he has not had that success. No, yeah, 763 ERA down in the yeah. minors is never a good thing. Yeah, no, no. Uh, I mean, it's sure. not like he's, uh, you know, he. it's not like he's only pitched one inning. He has 14 innings under his belt so far, 14 yeah. games, excuse me. It's not, a, it's not a small sample size for sure. Not a small sample size. So right now, as we are speaking, Frisco is trailing Corpus Christi 6-5. to five, Correct. But... but- there's a lot to talk about with Frisco. Yeah. There's so I mean, and there's guys that there's that, that is, that is the, the, that's probably the most stacked lineup of any of the Rangers minor league systems right Pitching now. and hitting wise. Yeah. I mean, Jonathan Arnelius, who is a shortstop, he's batting 347, mm-hmm. four home runs, 15 RBIs. JP Martinez, who we talked about a lot last year. Yes, 12, we did. 12 stolen bases. He leads Frisco. 
don't don't i mean bubba thompson and josh towers kind of stole his thunder last year but that's a guy he's a dude is he's a dude as michael tepper would say he's a dude Ezekiel Duran had what is it now? Fifteen doubles on the season, I believe. Yeah, seventeen. Duran. Excuse me, seventeen doubles that on the might season. Might end up. I know Glenn Otto was was the the key cog to the yeah. trade with the Yankees with Joey Gallo going to the Yankees because uh, he was most major league ready. But man, Ezekiel Duran, I think, has the biggest potential to have a huge, huge impact. Now that you're gonna have to find a place for him to play. Yeah. Especially when Josh Young comes back, if if Young comes back healthy and is doing Correct. what Josh Young does, so yep. he might be playing in the outfield too. So that that puts a whole huge cog in the outfield on the big league club. Guy with and four home run, a guy with four home runs over the last seven days, Dustin Harris. Dustin, Dustin Harris, Harris right now has heated way up. We talked uh-huh. to him at, at Frisco Media Day, and he's heated way up. Like he is hot right now at the plate. So you got Cole Reagans, who's just been awesome. Yeah. Four yeah. one with a two a three ERA yesterday. I think he had eight strikeouts. He did correct. Um, so right now he's got forty five strikeouts in thirty five innings. That's, Holy crap! That's pretty good. Holy crap! And then we haven't even talked about uh, Jack Leiter. You nope. know, Jack Leiter's he's coming into his own. He was he looked overpowering the other day. I mean, just they had it, it looked like. Uh, the opponent had no business being in the batter's box against him. I agree. And um, not just that, but Zach Kent has had a strong showing so far. Yeah, he started um, not great, but his ERA was like in the 20s, and he's down to five now, which means he's pitched great his last few innings. Justin Slayton, that's okay. That's my guy. That's my that's my under the horse or under the radar guy. And do you know he's from my neck of the woods? Yes. Yeah, uh, Nathan is actually going to a Frisco game to do an article on him that'll wind up on the RangerReport.com. So, Woo-hoo. on Slayton because that's you know his guy from he's he's from the Longview area. That's where he covers. So Nathan will Nathan will Nathan will go down there and do a little story on Justin. Then you look at also in relief, Grant Anderson. Yeah, is is another one. Um, and the Jordan, Viper. The Viper. <laughs> the but no, Viper. to go back. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Grant Anderson has been super impressive so far this year as well. Yes, sir. He has. I mean, Let's I mean, go. his ERA is a little high at one point six one, but you know, I guess, I guess we can forgive that. That's terrible. That's terrible. He can <laughs> in do twenty better. innings, by the way, twenty point two innings, it's, it's, uh, one point six one. It's not a small sample size. It is not a small sample size. So, all right, let's go to Hickory. What do you have on the side? Crawl daddies. All right. Um, all right, people. Now, you guys probably haven't heard of a lot of these people. People have heard of Evan Carter. He's one that people know of down in Hickory. And he's uh, only going to get better. He's only yeah. 19, 20. Evan Carter leads the team in RBI with 24. And he, he He's going to put on more muscle, too. Correct. As and he, he gets older. That, that's a guy to watch, guys. Yeah, he has four homers now. Angel Aponte is leading the team in batting average at 327. Uh, another Akiber Rodriguez is another guy you guys have heard of, 280. Aaron Zavala, who started batting below 100, is now up, over, now up yeah. over 270. He's on a tear right now. So Aaron Zavala is coming across another guy that you've probably heard of. So these are guys that still many years away. And of course well, we can't and, forget and, Luis and Hill Acuna. Yeah. I was going to say one guy we've had on the podcast, Luis yep. on Hill Acuna uh, hitting 286 right now and stolen five bases. He's at two home runs and Luis on Hill Acuna playing shortstop down there. At Hickory watch that guy. He's one of the top 10 Rangers pro- prospects. So, and at that, uh, and, at that, game, at, that uh, at that level, Batting average doesn't quite mean as much. I know people love uh-huh. looking at batting average, no. but he has struck out only 16 times 
in let's see here i just had it in 42 at bats that that seems like a lot it's not that bad he had a lot more last year yeah so in 42 at bats he only struck out 16 times but he's he's a contact hitter he's kind of Correct. a free swinger yep uh he's only drawn seven walks which yep. okay uh so did Ian kinsler it was that type yeah. of player yeah. so uh, with his ability and his speed, I mean, him getting on base and, and being that aggressive, and he's going to also grow into his frame. He's only, I got to look this up. I think he's only 20. I think yeah, you're he's right. 20, 20 yeah. years old. He signed with the Rangers when he was 16. Yep. So, yeah, he's only 20. He's going to grow into his frame. And uh, as uh, Carlos Cardoza, when he was down there, when we had them on the podcast, he was at Down East. Carlos manager, Carlos Cardoza said, we want him in the dirt and he wants to be in the dirt. So uh, that's going to be another interesting name to watch. Evan Carter, by the way. Yeah. Let's talk about that guy. Yeah. Uh, He's sitting 308 and he's hit a couple homers over the past two days. He's only age 19. Yeah. Uh, Hit a couple home runs that were big boy home runs Mm -hmm. over the past two days. You can can catch those on Twitter. Michael Tepid. Uh, yeah, he so, covers the minor leagues so well. Yeah, Michael Tepid uh, posted a couple homers, and Evan Carter hit some no doubters. Aaron Zavala, yeah, you know, only in his first, you know, he was injured last year. Yeah, yep. And and played, I think he played toward the end of the year. Correct. He came back toward the end of the year for Oregon. So this is this is his first full season. Uh, Rangers second round pick. Yep. He's looking just fine. He's looking just fine. And yeah, on Jalapente has been pointed out is yep. the leader in batting average. Yep. All right. What do we got on the pitching side? The pitching side is a whole lot of more good. Mason Englert. There's two guys on the staff that we have talked to. Yep. Owen White is, yeah, he, he had a kind of a rough day the other day. He, he still did. struck out eight. Yeah, I know. <laughs> still struck out eight. So he's got swing and miss stuff. I mean, he's got 47 strikeouts yeah. in 33 innings. Wow. Yep. Yeah, that's pretty um, good. Mason Englert. I, I don't think Mason, we've had him on the podcast as mm-hmm. well. Um, I don't think Mason Englert is kind of, and, and maybe you can agree or disagree, kind of uh, crafty. Yes, I would agree. Not, I would agree. Not overpowering, kind of like a Dane Dunning type, even though there's a little bit harder than Dane Dunning. But he's showing the propensity to be a guy that you can trust that, you know, hand the ball to every fifth day and, you're going to get consistent innings. Yeah. And he's one and zero with a three ERA in the last 14 days. Yes. So he's yes. coming around as well. Yes. Uh, there's others. Um, Same thing. Ricky Vanasco has a 3.0 ERA Ricky in his Vanasco. last 15 days. He started pretty rough, in, but it's his fact, first. I'm, I'm wearing Ricky Vanasco shorts right now. We have, oh, the, are you? So if y'all, if y'all miss this, me and Ricky Vanasco somehow, some way have the same black and gray camo shorts. Yep. So every time Ricky pitches, he said, you got to wear the shorts. So I, I'm wearing the shorts. But Ricky has a 6.05 ERA overall. That's, but in, in the last 15 days, it's three. So, I mean, he's yeah. cut it in half. He's, he yeah. started, again, he's another one that started bad, and he's he's been doing well lately. Well, and if you think about it with Ricky, he, he we missed hadn't pitched so, in, yeah. Yeah, two he years. He missed two, two years. years. Yeah. So this is kind of a – get comfortable. Yeah. I, I, you know, I could see Ricky ended up in trip in double a. Yeah. Um, and maybe even triple a once I can see him in double a by the all-star break for sure. Once he gets his feet wet, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Once he's he on the, he's wet. the only one on this team on the 40 man roster. On I the believe. 40 men. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He is on the 40 man. So he just needs to get the feet wet and then kind of figure out 
what works, but like kind of, it's kind of weird. Me and Halleck were talking about this earlier, as y'all heard, uh, with Taylor Hearn. Yeah. He's figuring out what's going to work and what's not going to work at the major league level. Yeah. I mean, and against a tough Astros lineup, everybody can go, oh, he didn't even go five innings. Well, he pitched his ass off. Yeah. And and he's figuring himself out like what's going to work, what's not going to work. He's got a great, great four seam fastball, and he's got to figure out. You know, the slider is, is above average. Uh, he's got to figure out, and he's throwing a sinker and a cutter now. Yeah, he's figuring himself out. That's what this year is for those guys. Dane Dunning is the same. Yep. You know, Dane. What the the pitch count was seventy five pitches last year Correct. with Dane yeah. Dunning. Once he got around that seventy five area, they yanked him. Yeah, that's not the case anymore. So no, now he's he figuring good. out. Yeah, he looks good. And they're, you know, he's figuring out, okay, I get through the first and second time through the lineup. What am I going to do in the third? Yeah. You know, the third time through the lineup. So he's looking great. And looking at the the pitching, and hang on, I got to pull this up. Mark Church is uh, a a huge name to to keep an eye on out of the bullpen. Mark Church, 275 ERA. 33 strikeouts in 19 and two thirds innings. That's uh, not bad. Yeah, no, not terrible. No, not at all. Ben Anderson is another one. Yep. Um, Again, I can't encourage you guys enough to get the MILB app. You can watch a lot of these games and watch these pe- watch these guys play. Watch these these. I was going to say kids. Watch these players get out there and, and get they their, are kids to us now. They are and get you know work their chops and get good at, at what they do. So. There's a lot Spen- of good ones. Spencer Mraz is another one. Keep he's, he's had Correct. A, kind of a bad start, but Tacoa Spence- Robbie's there too, isn't he? Tacoa Roby, TK. Yeah, TK's there too, I believe, in Hickory uh, in a Hickory. Yeah, TK Roby's had a rough start. Yes. Uh, but that's obviously one of the Rangers' top 25 prospects. Mm-hmm. Uh seven six seven ERA. He's one and four right now. Uh his whip is one five six. He's still figuring himself out as well, but that's a guy that that has the stuff. Yep. Natural, natural talent. Uh, right now doesn't look so great, but let's keep an eye on him moving forward. Um, so, yep. all right. You ready to move down, down to, to down East? Go down to down East. All right. So uh, speaking of someone that will be moved up soon, uh, Alejandro Osuna has mm-hmm. 40 hits and 115 at bats. He's batting 348 slash line, 348, 425, 39 OPS of 959. He's got five home runs, 18 RBIs only struck out 21 times so far in 115 at bats and has uh, 11 stolen bases. I mean, he's just literally, he's been in, in 32 games already this year, literally just been tearing it up. I mean, they're not taking him out of the lineup because he's getting a hit, you know, well, every, you know, 35% of the time, which is amazing in baseball. He's the only one on the team hitting over 300 and he's hitting 350 basically. Yeah. It's not terrible. (laughs) Yeah. You know, you guys have also heard of Yossi Galan, 265 Uh batting average. He has uh, six homers. I think he leads the team in homers if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he has six homers. So Yossi Galan's another one you've heard of. Max, Maximo Acosta is another one, batting 235, but he's got uh, he's got a home run, 11 RBIs, thir- uh, 14 walks, 13 stolen bases. So another good player. And then on the not so good side, Cam Cauley, not having a great start to the season. He's batting 122 and 41 at bats. And then catcher Ian Moeller. Uh, now I, he's not played a lot, but he's batting 095, which is not really a a fantastic start to a season for a batter. No, and we look at the pitching side, and there's there's a lot to look forward to down east. Yep. Um, 
Man, uh, who do I start? <laughs> Where yeah, do I okay. start? Um, let's see. Michael Brewer is 16 and a third innings, 055 ERA, struck out 19 and 13 innings. That's pretty good. Uh, not bad at all. Larson Kendrick. He's two and one with a 203 RA, struck out 46 and 31 innings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, he, he's looking very good. Damian Mendoza is another one. He's got a whip of 134. Oh, by the way, Larson Kendrick's whip is 103. Yes. That's dominant. That's, That's dominant. dominant. You are correct. Uh, Damian Mendoza, 208 RA, he's two and one. In 21 innings, he struck out uh, one hitter per inning. Yep. Uh, he's got nine walks, so that's got to kind of fix itself. And the same thing with, with Kendrick as well. 16 walks in 31 yeah. innings. He's yeah. got a – well, he's he's the definition of wild thing for major league. Yeah. <laughs> well, Gavin Collier's hit six batters. He's probably a little wild at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 And there's, there's, there's so many. Uh, Damian Mendoza, uh, 21 innings, 21 strikeouts, like I yeah. said. Yep. Uh, Dylan McLean, uh, he's only gone four innings. And strikeout but, numbers are usually high at the at the low A level. Well, and that's a good thing. Yeah, that shows that they have swing and miss stuff. Correct. That, that translate. So uh, that's 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 going to work. Uh, Theo McDowell, twenty strikeouts in fifteen and two thirds innings. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's 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 loaded. the The highest ERA that the Down East Wood Ducks have is Jose Corniel. It's nine one eight, and then. Aside from that, I mean, they have one, we count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13 pitchers with under a five ERA. Uh, that's pretty good. Not bad. That's not bad at all. Yeah. So there's a look around the minors that uh, I usually write an article about it on Mondays or Tuesdays, just uh, who who did the best that week. But we thought we'd talk about it on tonight's show. Yeah, we, uh, we missed y'all or I yeah. missed y'all. CJ missed y'all. I miss y'all very much. I, I, I'm on Twitter most of the time, so I don't miss y'all too much. CJ is too, but we missed, we missed, uh, you know, entertaining y'all with our stupid comments. Yes. And, uh, I was at set. I work Saturdays and I work nine to uh, 9 AM to 9 PM yep. or actually 10 PM. I sold two policies. Oh, wow. If y'all want life insurance, hit me up, hit up CJ. Now's the time to, to, to do it as yep. well, because it, you know, Hey, just DM me if you if you're thinking about life insurance, hit me up. I'll hook hit you up. Hit him up on Twitter, and it is CJB underscore RR on Twitter. CJB underscore RR. I work for American Income Life. You so. said it enough now that I know your I know your Twitter handle by heart. <laughs> we say it off the top of every show. Thanks for listening to the Ranger Report podcast. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and at therangerreport.com.